Hello and welcome to a very special episode of FGC Philosophy. This is actually our 100th episode and I just first off want to say thank you. Thank you to the people that support me. Thank you to the Patreons. Thank you to the people who have watched my YouTube videos and my content. Whoever, any advice, any kind of feedback, I thank you guys so much. Uh, this is actually a really good episode. Hopefully uh, this will continue a trend of future updates and I'll get to those in a little bit. I got a couple of different topics that I want to do here. Uh, I want to cover some of the esports career updates that are working uh, that I'm working on in in my life. And then I also want to talk about some of the actual specific events that are coming up for um, things that I'm working on. And then also talking a little bit about culture. That's something that's been in my brain a lot lately. So that's a topic that I really, really want to talk about in terms of a company, in terms of a team. And so this is going to be an introduction to this topic. And I hope to revisit this one uh, several times in the future, hopefully with guests as well. And then I also just want to reflect on uh, this podcast and my career and my accomplishments because I am a perfectionist and I am someone who easily forgets my accomplishments. And so sometimes I forget that even though I'm not at the top of the mountain yet, I forget to look down and see how far up I've gone so far. And um, I think the pandemic really did a number on me in terms of that because of getting laid off and then having to sort of like rebuild myself. So with all that in mind, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're gonna be talking about some of these good topics here and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, so first, of course, we got to talk about audiobooks. You know that I've been listening to The Inner Game of Tennis. That is the newest audiobook that I'm listening to right now. It is my second playthrough. I'm going through that one, and I, I thoroughly enjoy this book. There's so much to get out of it that I, I I might have to just take some notes on it because it's hard to keep all of it in my head. There's there's a lot of good information, and it's, it's hard to explain, but the book that how do i put this into words there's a lot of concepts and things that the author talks about that i have thought about over the years and never had a way of articulating it things that i knew internally and things that i tried to utilize in my coaching style but it wasn't always concepts and things i knew how to put a, a name to or put a definition to and and i know that i have a lot of ideas that i have personally come up with that help me articulate some of these things so it's not like i haven't been working on it but this guy you know he's a tennis coach he also played tennis he he has a different perspective on this and he's been doing this for a while he's a lot older than me a little older than me i'm not sure exactly how old but yeah the author timothy galloway a really really good book i recommend it if you are someone that enjoyed either mastery or the art of learning I think this is up your alley. Or if you're someone who's competitive, who wants to get to that next level, or as a coach and want to get to that next level, definitely check out that book. I've also been listening to the Harry Potter fourth book, Order of the Phoenix. Let me see here. Okay, there's a Chamber of Secrets, there's a Sorcerer's Stone, there's Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, fourth, fifth book, fifth book. It's the Order of the Phoenix, or is that what it's called? Golly. It is the Order of the Phoenix. Okay, I had to double check that, but it is the Order of the Phoenix. I don't have too much to talk about in this book just yet because I've been listening to it a lot when I go to bed, and I've been sleeping, I've been going to sleep pretty easily lately uh, for maybe multiple reasons. It could be the medication that I've been taking is helping me sleep a little bit easier. I also take melatonin almost every night. Uh, normally, I'm used to that, but uh, yeah, for some reason, this may, I don't, I don't know what the reason is, but... Needless to say, I'm only like about two to four chapters into the book, and um, I remember a lot of it because of the movies that I've seen, so I have something to tie it to, but I know I've forgotten a lot of things, so I'm going to re-listen to that at some point. I'm only on chapter four, so I'm not going to start completely over. I'm just going to start the chapter over probably three or four uh, just to make sure that I listen to all of it. But yeah, I love listening to the, the Harry Potter books. Uh, if you're someone who listens to audiobooks and is interested in nonfiction, that's that's a good recommendation to start. If you like the Harry Potter movies, I think you're going to have a good time with the uh, the books, at least the audiobooks. And I I imagine reading if you're a reader, then definitely check out the regular books. Uh, we have several of them, and I think we have some illustrated ones for our son when he gets a little bit older. We'll read those to him because it's it's a really good book. A little weird, a little dark, a very dark, I should say, 
but I, I like that kind of stuff. A very morbid, but also my wife likes this kind of stuff too. So my son is more than likely <laughs> not going to be cynical, but he may enjoy some things that are morbid or I think macabre might be along the lines of the term I'm looking for. I could be using that wrong. Don't quote me. Anyways, uh, the other book I wanted to mention, it's not something I've read, but along the lines of nonfiction, Project Hail Mary, it's by the same author that did The Martian. The book, not the movie. I don't know if he directed a movie, how much he was involved in the movie, but the book, uh, this author did that book. And it's very sci-fi, like semi, more sci than fi, more science than fiction, but still there's a lot of fiction to it as well. Uh, but it just everything that's in it seems believable just not right now and there's I don't want to spoil anything because it's such a good experience just from the start to finish so I don't want to say too much about it uh, but if you like sci-fi if you like space you know if you like something like interstellar along those lines not the same concept but just that level of emotional investment if you enjoyed that movie I highly recommend listening to Project Hail Mary I haven't listened to it in a while but I really want to re-listen to it uh, my someone I've had on the show multiple times some guy he was the one that recommended it. I listened to it, and then we just want to talk about the book a little bit more, but I think both of us have kind of forgotten a lot of the details. We know that the general idea and the characters and things of that nature, but uh, it's good to revisit books sometimes. I, I love it, whether it be audiobooks or actually reading. To segue away from audiobooks and to into some personal updates, we actually moved to a different room of the house. We had an upstairs bedroom that we hadn't really been utilizing at all except for storage uh, but our son is too old now we've been sharing a room with him he had his own bed and everything he had his own crib and then his own bed as he got older but now he's at the age where we feel like he can start sleeping on his own it's a queen bed so if he ever needs somebody to keep him company uh one either one of us got it or both of us right it's a it's a pretty well-sized bed it's kind of weird like i grew up with a twin bed so i'm trying to think about what i grew up with and how i feel like even though i was definitely on the lower income side for the younger part of my life my parents still did a good job of trying to get the best for me within their means and so i had a twin bed i think the only time i had a queen bed was when i got my own when i moved out i think i slept in a twin bed or a couch or the floor for most of that life so that's just kind of interesting to reflect on but nonetheless it's been a really fun some of it has been fun some of it has been stressful because it's been three years in the making and we've been putting off a lot of things, repairs to the house. So we had to, over the last couple of months, get an electrician, get someone to look at some drywall stuff, having to do some uh, electrical stuff. And uh, I actually, I need to post some pictures for the YouTube version when that's out. I'll put some pictures of, of the dresser that I'm about to talk about. But uh, we actually got a free dresser from one of my wife's friends, one of our friends. And... It wasn't in bad shape, but it didn't look good or new. And uh, normally I'd be fine with that. But I don't know if it's because it's my son or because I just need to have a creative outlet. But I took the time to like work through it, repair it, basically restore it. I think the term is restoring. And I've been watching a lot of YouTube tutorials on uh, dresser restoration, painting, <coughs> sanding, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I did that. We have a pretty well-sized garage. I had enough tools to make the project work. So I had to reinforce some things, soup, uh, wood glue back together, sand down a lot of the exterior and repaint all of it. And I asked my son what color he wanted it to be. And he said red. So I painted it red and it had the gold handles. I don't know what you call them on a dresser drawer, but handles. You basically pulled those and it is very gratifying. I, I don't know how to put it, but I feel very proud of, of that more than anything I've felt in a while. And maybe it's just because I haven't built something with my hands or, or done something with my hands too much in a long time. And I've just been getting more and more motivated and getting more done. And it just, it just felt really good. And seeing my son, his reaction, I think we have maybe a video or some pictures of that. I may post those. But seeing that reaction really got me motivated. I'm working on another dresser. I can't tell you guys what I'm actually going to do with it yet because it's a surprise for my wife. Uh, but I have a idea in my head that I really am excited to do. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try it out. I'll be sanding that down. I'm already in the process of sanding down uh, all of the drawers and then eventually the dresser as well. And uh, we'll see where it goes. I'll post some updates probably on social media. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter if you want to get more updates on me. Lately, I've been talking about a lot of fighting game stuff, but I've also been sharing my content uh, and clipping some of the content as well. Eventually, I may do TikTok. I can't promise you guys that. I have a TikTok account with like two videos on there, but 
I don't, I don't know. I don't watch TikTok. I don't even open the app ever. I have to force myself to watch the app. I scroll for a couple of minutes. I get hooked for like maybe a minute or two. And I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, as soon as I feel some sort of emotion, like annoyance or stupid, like that's stupid. Or, or I get really emotionally invested into something on TikTok. I'm like, no, why am I putting so much time into this? It's weird for me. I, I don't know how to explain it because YouTube, I can watch YouTube all day. If I let myself, I have to actively pull myself away from YouTube. But either way, I digress. Uh, working on house stuff, lots of things around the yard, lawn. It's kind of boring stuff, but it's things that I used to not have to think about. But now as an adult, those are some of the adulting things that I have to actually consider and get done and balance on top of my career in my my side career. It's all kind of connected, but also my family, my social life, trying to really have that balance. I don't know if balance is the correct term, that equilibrium, because sometimes... My family's gonna get more attention than my side career, right? My content is kind of secondary to my family. No, no, not kinda. My content is definitely secondary to my career and my family, not in that order. But it's still something that I try to prioritize. It's something that I try to still work on, right? So it's not like it's a low priority, it's just not as high as those two things. Maybe a couple of other, you know, my personal health as well. So if I'm feeling terrible, like I was sick for a week and then just the second week, I, I wanted to say it was laziness and just overwhelmed because we're working on a lot of house stuff. Either way, I'm just happy that I'm getting things done. <laughs> I'm really excited. I want to get into some of the other topics as well of, of what's coming up. Esports updates. For those who know, I am working at Western Michigan University. It's been kind of a bumpy road this last uh, year. <laughs> they, they brought me back in a, a part-time capacity, which meant I took a significant pay cut. And luckily I'm in a situation where, you know, be, beside between savings and, you know, my wife and her job and everything, we've been able to manage to pay our bills and everything. Uh, but now in the next couple of weeks or so, within a month, there's a lot of change happening in my life, hopefully for the better. <laughs> so the, Without saying too much, because nothing is official yet, I'm waiting for the budget to come out. The to give a lot of this context, my my bosses sent a proposal to the president of the school for our budget. This is a normal thing; every department has to do it for their budget. You know, it's like, hey, how much money do you need, and why, and go, and then the the board, the president of WMU, not of the United States, <laughs> the president of WMU, Montgomery, uh, he and his board will decide on yay or nay, or maybe some changes or something along those lines, amendments. And we're just waiting now. They already proposed it. And with that, hopefully a, a significant pay raise. And I, I just, it seems almost like a short thing, but I don't want to have that expectation. You know, it's almost like the hope for the best, but expect the worst kind of mindset. And I don't think it's always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a useful thing because I don't want to put all my eggs into one basket and then, you know, get laid off again, right? That was a terrible feeling. And I had to start my own business back up again. I had to start essentially from scratch, start reaching clients, cold calling if I had to. Uh, luckily, because I worked in education, I wound up getting a lot of colleges and high schools as clients. And that just made it a little bit easier for consistent and reliable money. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that. Like, I can't believe that I am essentially, I don't know, I don't want to say entrepreneur because that feels phony because I don't feel like I have all my, my stuff together yet. Uh, but I'm not W2. My service, my skill set that I like to do is making me money. And that's so hard to register. And I, I'm so lucky to be in a situation it's not a lot of pay right now because of multiple different reasons uh, but now that the pandemic is subsiding somewhat we're getting better at handling it we have vaccines and everything it esports is a huge huge part of the economy in some way and it's important when it comes to colleges and high schools because everyone's getting into it and everyone wants to be that pipeline to a profession in esports right so it's, it's valuable to schools, to educational establishments, right? Colleges, high schools, maybe private schools. And I have a skill set that helps me in that area. And I've developed that intentionally. And now I'm here working on that. 
Uh, I'm also working on a lot more than just that, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, even if it is sometimes stressful. To get into other parts and updates of my career, kind of kill two birds with one stone here. One of the things is that my title is esports coordinator, right? That basically means I oversee everything involved with the program. I am involved in the marketing, I am in involved with the planning of the varsity program, the recruiting of players, uh, when it comes to production, breaking down production into broadcasting, like the streaming side of it, the software, the assets, the, the lighting, the sound, the IT part of it, fixing computers, updating computers, uh, troubleshooting a lot of things, troubleshooting a lot, a lot, a lot of things, commentary, setting up the commentator's booth, upgrading it, purchasing equipment, anything you can think of that's involved in our program, to some degree, I'm involved in it. I may not be the person spearheading that exact thing, but I usually am the one making some decisions on it and advising on it. And that that's kind of stressful to have that much pressure. And I will say that's stressful having that much pressure, and I have to learn so many new things out of my comfort zone in order to do it successfully from my own point of view, from my own personal expectations. And that's something that I never had when I was working for jobs that I hated. My, my expectations, when I was younger working at jobs, my expectations for my performance were non-existent. And it was purely how much work I wanted to put in that day. And my expectations from the boss's point of view really didn't matter too much. And that wasn't until I really started improving myself that I understood the concept of setting my own expectation and making sure that that is higher than anyone else uh, setting expectations for me for multiple different reasons. For a lot of, of my workforce, it was mainly because I wanted to get promoted, right? I wanted to make as much money as possible so I can keep working towards my own career, save up money, pay for my schooling that I went back to school for coaching for. Uh, so I had been motivated to always outperform everyone else around me, to look like the best, to, to be the best. And because I'm in a situation now where I have that mindset, I'm also managing so many things outside of my comfort zone and, uh, also, keep in mind working part time. This used to be a sal this used to be a salary position, so I was working anywhere to forty to, to eighty hours, depending on uh, the need. And it's scary because I have even more responsibility and less uh, employees to help me out now. But we have a better idea of how to run the program. And again, some things aren't set in stone yet, so I don't want to put that out there as a guaranteed thing. But hopefully, in the next month or so, we'll be working full-time on this I'll be able to like actually put more effort into it because I've been working for a couple different schools as you guys may or may not know to make ends meet since I'm working part-time at multiples I had anywhere between like three uh two to five clients or or projects that I'm working on so it, it has been a lot and now that my brain isn't as scattered I'm I've set aside a couple of the contracts that I just don't have time to manage because I'm also stay-at-home dadding uh, as my wife works from home a lot of stuff going on it's, it's, it's still exciting. I have the idea and, you know, I had a conversation literally today about some of the potential uh, outcomes that I'm talking about and my responsibilities. And uh, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot right now. But that said, I want to talk about some of the events that we're working on. Our summer camps have finally started promotions. We're marketing our summer camps. Of course, uh, you guys may or may not have known that I conducted a summer camp back in 2019, an esports summer camp, more like a boot camp or day camp. You come in, I talk about some of these personal development concepts. We have you play games, you, you have some fun. On the last day, we actually do a full production tournament for these guys. Usually it's just Overwatch 6v6 because we have camps of about 12, 12 uh, usually increments of six, just to keep it easy. And with that, we would have the parents watch. And that was such a cool feeling. You know, full commentary, lights, sound, the big, the big screen. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of where I worked before, but it's a big esports arena. Uh, it's, it's bigger on the inside. It's almost like a TARDIS. I need to put that somewhere on that building, like bigger on the inside, because once you go in, you'd never forget it. But there's so many people who don't know it's there yet that it's, it's crazy. It's mind boggling, but we're working on that with marketing. Nonetheless, though. Registration is going to be opening up next week for the summer camp. So if you are in the Michigan area, Kalamazoo area, and you're interested in having your, your son or daughter get into competitive gaming, they're really interested in it. They, they show some, some, they show some passion for the area, then reach out to me. I'll put my contact information 
in the description down below, but it's tavian.napier at wmish.edu. That's kind of a mouthful. I don't want to spell that all out or hit me up on Twitter at the philosopher. Either way, just let me know. And uh, once the registrations are open, I'm starting a list just to keep track of people who have contacted me and want to get on that list. You know, they're the, they're the first ones to be added to it, regardless of when we open it up, if they get to it first, because they've already tried to get in on us. So I want to make sure they're on the waiting list. Uh, but nonetheless, check it out. We have two. We have beginners and advanced. And uh, I'll put the dates and information on the description because I'm terrible at remembering dates. I have it in my documents and on my, my task manager, but I don't have it in front of me. But I know it's in July. It's basically all of July and maybe the tail end of August, but I'm pretty sure it starts at the first week, the second week of July. And then it's one one week camp for four weeks, beginner, advanced, beginner, advanced. So if your kid's already a gamer, you know he's really good at the game, has a high rank, and usually older, a little bit more mature. Uh, those are the areas, that's the camp that he wants, that's what the camp that you should get your child into. But if they're newer to games, you don't know what game they wanna play yet, uh, you just wanna get them introduced to it, beginners. And if, maybe if they're a little younger, attention spans a little bit shorter, uh, not as mature, we keep it a little bit more simple when it comes to talking about growth mindsets and, and dealing with emotional like dealing with emotional challenges, things of that nature. So I'm super, super duper excited about that. Uh, we also have a couple of events planned for the fall. We have a panel that we're planning with a, I don't know if I've talked about it already. I feel like I have, but I'm going to keep it somewhat vague until I can actually announce it. But we're doing a panel with someone who's established in the esports industry. He's not a player, but he's on the coaching side of things and has talked to a lot of players, deals a lot with performance, mind and body. Uh, so we're really excited to plan that panel, have that conversation. I'm going to be hosting that one. And uh, that's going to be a really interesting one because we might have some pro players. I, there's, some, there's been some name drops of players that can potentially come. I'm not going to say them until I have it set in stone that it's happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I'm really excited for that one. Also working on a Rocket League tournament. Uh, we'll have links for that stuff once everything is set in stone. And uh, yeah, a Rocket League tournament for colleges. We're probably going to get one of the best colleges to come through. There's going to be a prize pool. We are probably going to lock it to about 8 to 16 teams, depending on how we want to do that bracket. But it'll be a two, but it will be a two-day event, more than likely a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, and uh, we'll have teams come out here and they're going to compete. We'll put on the full production. I'm really excited for that one. Our varsity Rocket League team is helping to plan it, so it's really exciting to see them go find players and teams that are better than them, arguably better. Northwood is literally the best team in America right now for Rocket League, and they want to get them there, even though. They're probably going to lose. I'm not going to say that for sure. We don't know. We haven't done recruiting yet. Uh, we haven't done our drafts, our tryouts. So it's possible we can win. But it's just the mindset of, hey, we want to get strong players here. We put on the event. It's not just about winning for them. It's about the whole entire experience. Playing stronger players. Getting better. You know, thinking about it from the entrepreneurial side. They don't, don't even, that's not even their responsibility. But they have that mindset of, hey, you know, this is an opportunity for production. This is an opportunity for marketing to, to get our name out there. So, I mean, it is in some ways for self-interest, but these guys, you know, they're taking the time, the effort to, to work on this with us. So that's really exciting to see some of these students step up, not even staff, just players that are on the varsity team and the coach as well, seeing them step up and want to do something like this and, you know, talking about recruiting. So there, there's so much stuff coming up with specifically WMU and that, that's where my primary focus is going to be more than likely. I'm not going to make the same mistake and stop doing my content. I'm going to find a way to get on an actual schedule and make sure that I'm posting my content because I don't want to stop doing this. I want to get better at this. Uh, I want to be a speaker. I want to make more content. I hope in the future to write a book. And it's important to have that consistency in something. It's important to have that consistency in many things. I'm working on being more consistent on a lot of areas from my fitness to my mental to the career side of things, to the competitor side of things, I still wanna compete in games, to the family, to the house. There's a lot to work on and I'm learning to be more realistic with how much time it takes to do something and how much time I should allow myself to put into something. And that's that's been really, really useful because I don't know if it's been the pandemic or if it's every winter I feel like this happens. I just get so lethargic and my energy is so low that 
it I do a few things, but I know in the past that I've done way more than what I've currently done. It's really hard to explain, and I know that's really vague, but when I have the mindset of let's do this as fast as I can, and I just go ahead and do it as fast as I can, not sloppy, how fast can I do it correctly as much as possible, but also not being a lazy perfectionist. We've talked about that, making sure I'm not being lazy about my perfectionism, making an effort. If it's not as good as I wanted to be, think about why that's the case, but you still got to put it out there. You still got to do something. So that, that's something that I'm working on. And uh, the, the content and competitive gaming are both a huge chunk of that for me. They're not the biggest chunks, but they do help me become a better person overall. And I also feel like it's important for me to give back and help other people because I know other people are going through this. It can't just be me that has these struggles. Maybe you're young, maybe you're the same age as me. I gotta say, as a person who grew up as a gamer, who didn't really learn how to adult until it was too late, right? Moving back in with my parents at like 24 and then starting all over again, building my career up from scratch, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've had a lot of mindsets that weren't useful to me. I didn't know that I had the choice of becoming more confident. I didn't know that I had the choice of not always being so scatterbrained because of my ADD. I didn't know that I had a choice in not being so depressed. Now, depression is a very broad topic, so this may not apply to everyone. You know, I, I have talked about this in the past, but I want to reiterate that I, as an adult, as a 34-year-old man, recognize myself that I am not doing a good enough job of getting myself out of my depression, so I'm going to talk to a doctor, a professional, and see what they do. And they recommended me to take, I think it's called Wellbutrin, and I, I didn't let my pride hold me back from doing it. But the first thing that I asked them was, what's the extra strategy? How do we how do we do this? I'm, I'm keeping that in my mind because I don't want to be reliant on this but it is a tool that I can utilize to make sure I'm performing optimally. And I don't know if it is this or if it's just because the sun is coming out or a combination of both, honestly. I, I do not like the winter. My body doesn't like the winter, I should say. I, I like the snow, it's beautiful, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, but my body just slows down in it. Either way, whatever the reason, I'm getting back into that mindset where I'm grinding, I'm getting things done, and it feels good. Like, it's not exhausting, I'm not burning myself out like I used to. Uh, I feel like being more efficient with my time also allows me to be more efficient with my relaxation, having fun, spending time with my family. I'm not the best at it, by any means. By any means, I'm not the best at it. Don't think I am. Uh, and I, I gotta add this side note for people who are on the younger side, usually. I, I have experienced this and it's hard to articulate because I like to think of myself as someone who tries to be intentionally humble, but it's also important to realize your worth and it's also important to just understand how other people perceive you. And to that point, there are people who put me on a pedestal and are afraid to bug me or are afraid to talk to me uh, because they feel like they're inconveniencing me. Please don't feel that way. I have felt that way to other people and at first, when people told me that, I almost got angry because I'm like, why? That's the exact opposite of what I want. If I'm of use to you, within reason, I want to help you, right? I'm not going to sit there on the phone with you at 4 a.m. for an hour or something like that. But if you are going through a issue, um, you know, I, I'm willing to give free advice. I'm willing to chat it up a little bit. And, and so I just want to throw that out there because I, I've had that happen. And I've experienced that. And a few people have actually verbally articulated that. Sometimes after I kind of push them because I suspect and that that's just weird to me. Um, I'm a normal person. Okay. I'm a normal person. I'm not anything special just because I've achieved things. This is something that you're capable of. And that's what I want to really nail home is that it's not just me that can do these things. I'm not extraordinary. My effort is extraordinary because I chose it to be that way, but that that's not exclusive to me. That's something that I'm trying to explain that other people can get that. You can level up inside and outside the virtual arena. I literally mean that. Uh, as literal as it can be, right? Literally has changed mean things. But I do mean improve yourself. In the terms of leveling up, you get better, right? That's what leveling up means. You get better stats, you get better skills, you get better knowledge. That's what level up means to me. And that's why I say that, because a lot of people that come to this podcast, they're probably into competitive games like fighting games, more than likely. It's FGC philosophy. I would assume a lot of people are of the FGC, but not everyone has the mindset to be a champion. You know, I want to read the book, The Will to Win by Daigo, Umahara Daigo. 
but I I also have my suspicions of what it's about and what he covers. But it would be interesting to see from his perspective while also being translated. I'm really curious. Side, side tangent. I'm working on things. I'm working on my career. I'm working on my, my personal life. I'm getting it more balanced. And that takes time and effort. But being more efficient with my time has helped me to be better at doing more things and not burning myself out. Just a thought. So I want to move on to the next topic, which is culture, defining a culture. This is something that's been on my mind for a good while now. In a way, it's still relevant to my career in terms of WMU. So it's still on topic of what I've already been talking about, but this is a very specific area of how do you create a culture? What kind of culture do you want to create and why? The reason being is because a lot of the decisions, a lot of the communication has been through me and my employer uh, and my employer. A lot of the planning or a lot of the goals and things have been set by higher ups that I don't get a chance to talk to. And it's been a very challenging year in terms of communication and efficiency. You know, we hired three coaches, two were staying on this semester, uh, next semester. We hired two production staff and we also have uh, Bluefin, who is kind of my right hand man, who's moving to mostly marketing and branding. And I would say a little bit of sales, you know, talking, talking to people, reaching out there, but the business side of things, which is, is great. We need that. But all of these different jobs require communication and, and direction. And I don't think it was made clear to anyone who was setting that precedent. And I don't, I don't think anyone did think to set that precedent. And that's not a complaint. Uh, that's just a byproduct of, hey, this is what we want. Here's what I'm providing. And also, we don't have a big budget, so we can't give you a full-time position. So it was never really, I wasn't in the place yet to be able to do and say all the things. But that may be shifting. And either way, as I was experiencing that, as I was experiencing, you know, either my lack of communication with anybody whenever I did, and the results of that, but also just whenever anybody didn't communicate well with other bodies in that team, whether it be coach to players, whether it be team to a like coach to higher ups or me, just making sure that flow of communication and the culture in general. Now, what do I mean by culture? To me, culture is the thing that sets a precedent of how people conduct themselves in that area specifically in the work area, that's, that's a little bit different of a culture because you all have a goal to do. You have something that needs to get done. You have a job. But on top of that, how do you guys get your job done? How do you interact with each other? What do you tolerate? What don't you tolerate? And I can only think from my perspective, right? And what I learned. Well, that's, that's somewhat of a lie. I can think from multiple perspectives because that's what I do. I may not always be right, but I have a suspicion or a hypothesis of what other people may or may not want or, or what may be useful. Either way though, I started thinking about things that I thought were important and then I started writing that down. And this wasn't necessarily specifically for one job. It was just something I had been thinking about because I work for multiple different companies and I've seen how something like communication and accountability are two huge things. How do you hold each other accountable? That changed from contract to contract right? I, I think that Western has done it the best. I, I really think that they have, but that doesn't mean it's perfect. It's something that has to be improved. And now I'm in this position where I do have to actually work on the culture and define that. I'm working on defining a lot of things, mind you, but this is probably the first thing. This is the thing that I think is the most important when it comes to developing a company and setting the precedent is the culture. The, the culture should also define the process. How do you do the things that need to get done? In like what order, in what chain of communication, who needs to do what? That is important and needs to be written down and documented as well as much as possible with, you know, with wiggle room. This is a very creative position that I'm in. So there's not gonna ever be a time where th things are super duper strict on how it has to be done. 
we, we do production for multiple games. We have multiple teams. We have to have that wriggle room to account for the situations that pop up. But in general, in general, there are a lot of commonalities between doing a Rocket League tournament, between streaming uh, an online match for our varsity team, between hosting a tournament for a person that's renting the venue, in between interacting with, you know, tabling and going to events and running tournaments, there are commonalities in how you can conduct yourself or work on the process. But I think it starts with the culture, the expectation of how you're going to behave yourself. A huge part of that is values. What are your values, right? For me, the things that I've written down, one of the most important things is honesty. I believe as a coach and as someone who is attaining to be the best of my abilities, when working with a team, with working with other people, it's important to be honest. That means feedback as well. A lot of people, I've experienced this myself, especially to their higher ups, they're afraid to be honest out of fear of repercussions, understandable fear. I, I can see why I've had bosses where you don't you don't share your thoughts with them. You just do what they say and that's it. But that's not me. And we're not in a situation where I know all the things. So I need to also rely on my other staff, whether it be above me or below me. I need to know that they're being honest about things that I'm doing, the way I'm conducting myself, what I say. I also need to know that they're being honest about what they're saying and what knowing that I'm, I'm being honest with them, giving them my honest feedback, all with the intention of doing our best, right? all with the intention of making sure that we're making this program as good as it can be. We have aligned goals because we already know it comes from the top and we'll work our way down, but we make sure that we get those things done. But if we have more or our own expectations, we clarify that and we get that done if it's something that works for the rest of the team. We make those decisions together. And that's how I like to do things. Now, as you have the culture, it becomes a little bit easier to build that structure. And honesty and trust are a huge part of that. Trust, I feel like I've already somewhat explained in terms of honesty. It's the opposite end on honesty. I, I believe that you're being honest. I can trust that you're, you have the best intentions in mind. You're not doing anything nefarious. Not in a way that is naive because you can watch people's behavior and see how their intentions align with what they're saying, right? So I'm not saying just blindly believe people. I came from an area where you can't always trust people. So I, I always have that in the back of my mind, but I genuinely believe the people on my team do have their best interests in mind. They're trying to do their best. They're not trying to you know, do anything sabotage or, or take advantage. I don't think that's the case for us. And if it ever is, their behavior will show that. So I don't have to really concern myself with that. And as long as I'm paying attention to what they're saying, you know, being attentive, listening, which I need to actually write down, active listening, that's not a value per se, but that is a, a concept or a philosophy. That's sort of the other thing is culture and philosophy, because some things aren't necessarily like a value. They're a way of conducting yourself, right? For example, there are no mistakes. There's only learning opportunities. Now verbatim, that's not what I wrote on my document thus far, but that's, that's my philosophy. And I've written it to be a little bit more manageable for the general public, right? a lot of people are going to hear that and say, oh, that's a load of crap, right? I've seen other jobs do something like that where it's like, it's an opportunity. It's not a mistake or it's not a you know failure. And it doesn't click with them. Which is somewhat unfortunate because I, I do believe that there are no mistakes. There are only learning opportunities. Now, that isn't to say that when you're repeating yourself over and over again, that becomes a habit, right? If you're to, for example, playing a fighting game, and for some reason you always forget to check someone's meter and you just get wake up supered. That's a learning opportunity, absolutely. Every single time, whether you choose to learn from that or not is entirely up to you. So that's, that's sort of the catch, is that you have to intentionally be trying to learn and take things out of it. But the opportunity is there, regardless of whether or not utilize it right so that that's sort of the mindset that i have when i'm playing fighting games the reason i feel like i improve consistently is because i am looking for learning opportunities i'm trying to improve i let myself play to the best of my ability sometimes uh, a lot of the time when i'm actually playing sets but i also allow myself to reflect and think about it because i'm not at the such i'm not at the point that i want to be yet so there's still things i need to work on improving at the same time Part of that training is learning how to trust your body and, and, and let your body just do the things it's supposed to do. 
and that's that's a concept that I'm going to get more in depth later on. We're going to have a different uh, we're going to have a whole episode on this concept in the future, so we don't have to get into it too much here. If you listen to the Gator Melon episode, we already alluded to that topic. He explains it and breaks it down a little bit at the the symbol level. But yeah, self one, self two. If you understand, then great. Otherwise, go check those podcasts out or look up the inner game of tennis. But yeah, that that is one example. It's important to learn from your your mistakes. It's important to learn from any situation. I feel like this is a topic that I can probably break down in a whole entire episode. But for now, I, I will leave it at that. Culture is really important and I'm in a situation where I have to set the culture for our company, uh, for a specific department. I feel up to the task, but I will admit that I am nervous and slightly intimidated by the task. I already have a document going that covers a lot of topics, but it's just, again, perfectionist, uh, fear of not doing the best. I'm pushing through that regardless. All right, so the last topic, reflecting on my accomplishments. I'm not going to spend too much time flexing, okay? Uh, I, this isn't for the sake of flexing. I think it's important to really think on what you've done. It is so incredibly easy for certain personality types to just accomplish, 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 but not feel like you've done anything and keep working on something new. I see this in fighting games all the time. There are people who are more willing to identify their mistakes, quote unquote, (laughs) but not recognize when they do things well. And it's such a negative feedback loop because you're never cheering yourself on, but you're always berating yourself. That's not healthy. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's just not. Uh, Either get some professional help or start working on that actively make the choice be like no i'm not gonna be that way anymore i'm not gonna just call myself an idiot every time i make a mistake if i make a mistake give myself a reminder what am i supposed to do in this situation tell myself say it out loud if i have to say it in your head if you're good at doing that whatever it may be change that behavior and you change your outcome a lot of people it just doesn't click with them until you finally do it yourself it seems easy on paper but then you try to do it yourself and because you don't want to do it or you fear the outcome of it you don't want to put full effort into it it's that's, it doesn't work that way you gotta you gotta put effort into it you have to trust the process uh you gotta have to you know i hate the term fake it till you make it but there is some truth to that because you will you have to form a new habit in order to change your outcome and your mentality on a topic as well so practicing recognizing what you did wrong and figuring out what to do next time and actively reminding yourself uh, those are things that I, I practice and I believe helped. And in saying that, one of the things is this podcast. It's come a long way. It's transformed. It's still transforming. But yeah, I one of my biggest accomplishments was getting a thousand subscribers on YouTube back in 2017. That time in my life there was so much happening it was crazy uh i think i had gotten laid off from one job i started a new job i was i started an fgc and had tournaments going on on a weekly basis i eventually got picked up by western while working at a factory job and uh hitting that's around the time that i hit 1000 subscribers Uh, my son was on the way we had just bought a house so, you know, within the span of like two to three months, my life kept, just kept on changing. And in that time, I was working on my podcast. I was, you know, just I was on Shoryuken and different websites were posting my content. So I was getting a lot of views and people knew who I was. And it was, it was just so crazy. And then I got hired in by Western and everything on my personal side, like my content just sort of dropped. I had all these ideas in my head of like, man, I'm going to do some some Gary V type vlogs and things of that nature. But I just... I could never figure out how to do it all. I could never figure out how to make content out of it and find the time to edit it. And I didn't have the vision when it came to my content. I feel like for lack of a better effort and for because of the lack of effort perhaps or, or just lack of experience, I just never found a way to, to visualize a content that I wanted to make. I knew I wanted to make content on topics, but it just 
felt so monumental and I didn't, I, maybe I intimidated myself, I psyched myself out, I don't know why, but that stopped. But regardless, I, I had my, my dream job essentially. I was getting more money than I had ever gotten before. I was getting more opportunities. I was still going to tournaments and, you know, doing things. So it was just like a real high time in my life. And I basically rode that high. Uh, my FGC kept growing. I was doing more things. I was getting invited to do commentary. I was getting paid to do commentary for fighting games. It, oh man, it was so much cool stuff happening. Going to tournaments with my wife, taking my son to Combo Breaker, which was, I think his first tournament, Combo Con also. That was really fun. Getting second place in a Street Fighter tournament at Combo Con. Uh, just, just so many things I accomplished. Again, this sounds braggadocious when I'm hearing myself, like thinking about it, but I'm, I'm not doing it for the sake of just flexing. I'm doing it to remind myself that I did these things. As someone who grew up incredibly depressed and stuck on video games, I didn't accomplish much in my life. I never put full effort into pretty much anything except for gaming. And even then, I don't think I even knew how to put full effort in terms of like the right mindset, being productive about it. I was just someone who did things a lot and didn't really learn from my mistakes. Uh, I was just into the games and I liked the results usually, but if I had a challenge like a, game, a shooter or something like that, which I didn't play too many of those outside of Halo, uh, I just, I think I dropped it, unless it was like a story game usually. But competitive games, I never stuck with anything like that, except for like Aliens vs Predators 2 on PC. That game was awesome. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> There's probably still servers for that game. I digress though. One of the accomplishments I have to recognize, probably the last one that I'll really talk about for now, is pulling myself up during the pandemic. I've talked about this before, but during that pandemic, when I finally got laid off and reality sunk in because it felt like for a long time, things will get better. Things will get back to normal. Things will get back to normal. And they didn't. This really slow burn of anxiety and depression just crept in so slowly and subtly that I didn't know it was there until it was too late. And I just became very lethargic. I became very cynical and lazy. I felt there wasn't much for me to do. Uh, I still had, you know, savings and things of that nature. So for a long time, um, I relied on those savings and just kind of hung out with my son and really cherished time with my son which that part I do not regret at all. I, I, I am so thankful for that part because I missed a huge chunk of his life. I missed like the first year of his life because I was going ham on the work. <laughs> so it was that's the silver lining. And, and okay, I lied. The parenting part. The parenting part I'm also really proud of. I'm not perfect at it, but with getting out of my rut, with working on myself, going back to the gym and doing these things, taking medication, uh, meditating, teaching my son to meditate, a three-year-old meditating that's that's pretty cool i'm really i'm really happy that that's a process every night just about we'll we'll practice just breathing i've noticed a lot of behaviors in my son he's a three-year-old so i understand this concept i've talked to people about this but i've also seen other three-year-olds be very calm do martial arts perform athletic feats and i truly think that's conditioning you can condition your son to have a calm mind or your daughter i don't have a daughter but if you have one you can teach them how to meditate my son actually looks forward to that that's our bonding time now every night and then after that we just say what are you thankful for today he'll just sit there with his eyes closed and the first four to five topics are always the same he'll be like i'm thankful for mommy and daddy and beast beast is our cat just so you know <laughs> cute cat huge and in the house those are like the four to five there's like another one i think i can't think of what it is like daycare is another one. He'll he'll say those things, but then I'll be like, okay, what did you do today? What are you thankful for that you did today? And just hearing him say that, and I'll just say, keep your eyes closed. Think about what made you happy. Um, and he, he does it. Now, he's a child that's very, very active. He can't stop moving. I am not going to diagnose this by any means, but his behavior makes me wonder if he is going to have or be diagnosed with ADD when he is older. I would argue that if we allow him to conduct the same behavior, that is, you know, watching TV for a long period of time or being on a tablet for too long of a period of time and not really giving him other activities that require concentration, he's never going to learn how to concentrate. 
That's something that has to be taught. Concentration for some people comes naturally, but doesn't for a lot of people, especially people like myself who have ADD. I had to learn how to concentrate through meditating. A lot of my concentration, a lot of the things that I could do well were things that were physical. I can do things with my hand, wood shop, sports, pretty much any sport I could pick up. I was a heavy set kid for most of my life, but even still that didn't hold me back from doing pretty much anything except for cardio. <laughs> I had bad cardio, but I, I was very in tune with my body and I loved doing that because that's the only time I really felt awake outside of video games. So I, I always loved that, uh, but I also just didn't get along with the people associated with those groups usually. So usually physical activities were also associated with ridicule. So that kind of caused a weird dynamic until I got into karate and, and boxing where that didn't happen at all. But yeah, I, I love doing things, hiking, exercising, digressions, back on topic. Yes. So the two things that I'm proud of, especially during this pandemic, are pulling myself out of my rut and also just being there for my son and helping him grow. I have been incredibly hard on myself on both of those topics and it didn't really help anything. But I'm here now and I've pulled myself out of that and it's something that I'm still working on. It's a continual process. It's a lifestyle and a lot of people I want to understand that. There are people who want change in their lives, but either don't realize or don't want to change their behavior or their habits. And that's not gonna fly in my opinion. It's not gonna work. You have to do something. You have to change something. And you have to be consistent about it to build a habit. Otherwise it goes back to default mode and it's sitting on the couch eating chips or playing video games and watching TV and Netflix. It's going back to eating unhealthy it's going back to being around people who aren't healthy for you, whatever it may be, not using your time wisely, not applying yourself well enough. These are areas that have to be worked on. I'm working on them. I'm not a master of any of them. It's a process and it's continual. And it's important to not just look back at your accomplishments, because if you only do that, then you get arrogant and a big ego, and then you rely too much on your previous accomplishments versus your future accomplishments. Uh, but it's also important to have milestones and look for the next thing so that you don't become complacent, so that you don't fear to challenge yourself and become too lethargic with what you're doing. Celebrate your victories, learn from your mistakes, and keep moving forward, as Luke Cage says. Never back, always forward. Although, look back, reflect on that. <laughs> so, so kind of sometimes back, but always forward. Thank you guys so much for this. I This is a longer episode than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I only had a couple of topics, I feel, but there was a lot to say on it. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all the patience, all the support. You guys are awesome. Feel free to reach out to me. If you have any questions, you want to play some Guilty Gear Strive or Street Fighter, let me know. Or Rocket League, if you play any of those games, hit me up. I'm down to play. Maybe we won't play ranked, depending on where we're at with Rocket League, but uh, I'm down for sets anytime if I'm around. So thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.